Julie. Oh, hey, Julie. Welcome to uh, Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother. My name is Brett. <laughs> I'm Danielle. Uh, you know, just all, all sorts of Big Brother news. Where shall we start today, Danielle? Oh, you know, it's January 15th, the dead of winter, which, as we all know, is Big Brother season. Yeah. So there's so much to talk about. Well, did we have Celeb um, BB in the... In, in like January, February-ish? We did. In years past, we did. Um, I guess the celebs didn't want to put their lives at risk no. for a COVID celeb season. Although it's not like when, when I look at pictures and videos of social media and celebs, it seems like they are all living life pretty normally. Like... Still having parties, oh, still yeah. traveling. Oh, yeah. I so mean, would it be so different for them to do a Celebrity Big Brother season? Yeah, like they're all hanging out with each other without masks on anyways. Yeah, exactly. So might as well get paid. Yeah. They should really, honestly, this is the business manager messed up somewhere. Isn't there a real housewife of the Potomac who needs, you know, <laughs> 125K to sit in, sit in Burbank, sit in Studio City? It's going to be yeah, in the 80s like this I, weekend in L.A. Like, I remember see the, the Celebrity Big Brother seasons. They have, like, Meta World Peace and Brandy, whatever her <laughs> name is. They're sitting. They have, like, those, those like, towery, like, fire things that they put outside of restaurants at night and stuff. They're all sitting there with yeah. blankets on. It's it's shorts weather in L.A., baby. Like, well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I If I had the opportunity to make, I'm sure it's great money to do Celebrity Big Brother. You know, it's a three-week gig. You make probably six six figures. I'd do it. Yeah. Yeah. You make a nice a nice one-year salary. Hell yeah. You know, um, well, we didn't. Weeks, so weeks. clearly, we aren't actually watching any Big Brother at the moment. We've still had a jam-packed, content-filled week, though. We have had. There's so much content this week. There's so much content to, to be this week, mm, and, you know, do we want to yes. talk about real content or do we want to talk about some celeb news? Let's do some celeb news first. Um, the Social Network is a movie that came out in 2010. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. I rewatched it the other day before this news broke, and I <laughs> I marveled at how good it was. And it's oh, so good. A young man of means. Played two men of means, the Winklevoss twins, and and this man was was is named Army Hammer. He's like from Arm a billionaire family or some stuff like that. <laughs> and when you are a rich a rich person, you have different tastes than mm -hmm. the rest of us. And yeah. uh, I kind of have some weird feelings about this because my man Army has been like semi canceled. <laughs> yeah, but several times before, no? Oh yeah. I mean he he's probably done horrible stuff before. I can't even think about it. But uh someone he slipped into some DMs and the DMs were got slipped into so, some sort of screenshotting uh software and they yeah. were posted online and the guy's just, you know, he's into different things than you and I. In the bedroom. That's well, I don't even know what you, you know. True. I don't even know. I don't even know why you're on your side. Different well, things than me. I'll well, so that, that, yeah, that's the thing. So I am not as well read in this 
celebrity scandal as I perhaps should be. But I do know that Army Hammer is fresh, freshly into a divorce. His wife stayed with the kids in like the Cayman Islands and he went somewhere else. Like they are, it's he a very fresh. Ditch, he in Middle Ditch did a girl's trip <laughs> yeah, to Vegas. Exactly. And I, my, yeah, my Army Hammer um, uh, relationship is limited to social network. Sorry to bother you. And, oh, Rebecca. I did watch Rebecca on Netflix. And I thought he was good in all of them, right? So as an actor, I think he's, like, good. But um, people are obsessed with Army Hammer because of Call Me By Your Name, which I did not see. I did not see did it either. See it? And it's actually like a very much a movie that's, like, up my alley. It's, like, quiet. It's so not up my alley. It's about Ugh. being gay in a different in Europe, like these are, in I, Italy. This is the kind of movie yeah. I would watch. I was no, started rewatching Phantom Thread the other night just because I was like, man, I just need some, I just need some like costume romance you, from a different country. You're the right hungry now. boy. I'm a hungry boy. <laughs> you're a hungry boy. <laughs> I just uh, Luca Guar Guadagnino, I think. Um, I I liked Suspiria, but I don't really love a lot of his movies, so. It's just not my style. It's too slow. It's so slow. Um, so I, I don't have that obsession with Army Hammer that I think a lot of uh, fans and young people do. But when this scandal broke, I have to say, at my first thought was, because the, the headline I saw was like, Army Hammer's kinks, like exposed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not, he's divorced. So that's not that bad. Like, it's not bad to have certain preferences in the bedroom. He's single now, so it's not like he's committing adultery. He's allowed to indulge. But then I kept reading. <laughs> and the, the, um, the, the preferences, the kink, is that he appears to be a cannibal. <laughs> like, is there any other way to say it? Yeah, I mean, he's his thing is like... I want to cut you open. Like, I and want to drink your blood. I want <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> he's he's uh, Count Cantracula. Like he is, <laughs> he's wants to. All of the messages are like, I want to grill up your little belly and eat it, or like, I want to. Yeah, he's I like, wanna I want to your heart. Your <laughs> I want to cut off your feet and like keep them in a fucking <laughs> jar and suck on them. Which, yeah, it's. I don't know, like. I think we're very sex positive on on the Hey Julie we podcast. Are. Oh, Our listeners so know, yes. you know, like if it's just dirty talk, that's all right. And even if it's like very yeah. extreme and bordering on violent, if it's consensual and the other person exactly isn't like actually going to get their fucking arms amputated. It sounds right. good. That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, let live and let live. If it's consensual and it's like you're lucky enough to be someone who's into a cannibal fetish and you find someone else who's into a cannibal fetish, I say live and let live as long as it's, yeah, not There's a pot actually for every anyone. lid. There's a pot for every exactly. lid. It's like, I want to I want to drink your blood. And some <laughs> yeah. someone out there on Hinge is like, I want to have my, my blood <laughs> drunken, drinking. Drink it, daddy. <laughs> um, but 
But then there were like a couple, and that's my other thing. I am, of course, I believe women. I a hundred, pretty much a hundred percent of the time, when there are accusations, I, I'm on the woman's side. I don't care like how little evidence they have or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's probably she's probably telling the truth. But the only thing is, is I don't love when it's like here are the text messages to prove that this is real. And in the text messages, it's like, I want to, yeah, I want to like eat your foot. And the responses are all like, I would love for you to eat my foot. Like it's not like like the response is like, Hey, that makes me a little uncomfortable or like, I don't know if I'm into this or like even just ghosting, just stopping. Usually it's like, yes, eat my foot and like lick my eyebrow. (laughs) It's, it's like, you're keeping it going. So I'm just like, well, if I was him and I I was in that situation, I think you were into it too. Like you're, if you're not giving me any indication that you're not into this, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. Admittedly, I haven't like read fully into this story. I am very unprepared for this episode today. Uh, You know, like I just, I'm not as well versed either. It's just the headlines. There might be, Someone send us a link where it's like, oh, no, he actually held a woman against her will Took a bite. For, in, a, yeah. in a dungeon <laughs> with yeah. knives, uh, you know. So, uh, you know, if there if that's out there, then we're going to like rescind what, what we got to say. But like now it's turning into like a bit of a like Benefer thing where everything he does is now like. A story like I'm seeing a story here that like he's posting all sorts of stuff about he about doing drugs. He posted a picture of a drug test, mm. like a like a urine test Ooh. on Instagram, and he said, "Divorce is so fun, not as fun as the drugs, but it is what it is." Or something like I, I, I mean, it's a little bit unhinged energy, but yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it is unhinged energy, and that's the thing. That's what I'll say. I know it just sounded like I was defending Army Hammer. I'm not defending Army Hammer. I'm defending people's rights to have weird kinky sex if that's what they're into. On the subject of specifically Army Hammer, uh-huh. this is a rich, a rich, straight white guy who's probably used to getting his way and isn't like comfortable when things don't go his way. And I am totally uh, on the side of not him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're right there, and I think that's probably where a lot of the like media ickiness is around it's like wait a minute this guy played two of the hottest crew olympians in the <laughs> same movie <So> hot. <laughs> he's rich he's like <laughs> you know i i was like I, I bought a lot of like army stock in 2010 because oh, after yeah. he does this he gets signed to play the batman in a justice league movie that is not the snyder cut that's the George Miller <laughs> cut. And this movie just doesn't come together for whatever reason. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's bored to play Bruce Wayne, baby. He can play yeah. two Bruce Waynes. And oh, yeah. With that jaw. Yeah, I know. So like, to your point, though, it's like, yeah, he's insanely rich. He's insanely famous. Like, is there a sort of coercion going on where the women can't say no because of his status as Power. a celebrity yeah. his status as if he literally was never an actor he would still be richer than most famous actors is is there something else going on with a person i don't i don't know i don't know i'm i'm not reading that much into it but yeah. it is it is kind of funny and weird <laughs> i mean it is this is the kind of scandal that like 
2021 and beyond is going to bring. Once Biden's in office oh and we don't have to hear about those those people anymore. You know what I mean by those people, um, the non-Biden people. Uh, this is the type of ridiculous drama that's going to start happening again that we can actually indulge in and pay attention to. So I'm all for it. There's like a lot to be criticized about like the the. Con- the contemporary Democratic Party and like the policies they actually push versus the ones they should push. But -hmm. there is something sneaky good about like the government being like, hey, what's your plan for COVID-19? And they're like, we have our 141 page slideshow. It's very boring. Here we go. (laughs) And you're supposed to not pay attention. It would be fantastic to not pay attention to the government for the next four years for them to do like really boring means tested stuff. And me to forget like that's about what it's it. like in Canada. Oh God, yeah. yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden you get you got you got Rob Ford, you got uh, Trudeau, and then now you guys are you're no better than us. <laughs> so true. You know the founder of the Proud Boys is Canadian. Not we did not send our best. Oh well, at the same time, like I mean, C- Canada really produces the best talent in all forms. Whether it's Thank Mike you. Myers, whether it's comedians. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's Justin Bieber, Bieber singers, Drake, Drake, you know, you have the humorists, you have the entertainers, you have the Proud Boys, whatever that guy's <laughs> name is. Um, yeah, is like I won't speak. Is it. Carly J- Ray Jespin ca- Canadian? She feels Canadian she, yes, to me. Carly Ray Jespin is Canadian. <laughs> She is. Did um, I say her name wrong? I don't know. I just try not Jepson. to. Oh, Joe. I was just. I was just trying not to say Jetson. <laughs> I'm not. I. I respect her. I really do. She's not my fave. I know a lot of people are obsessed yeah. with her. She's just not my fave. Um, we must talk about another Hollywood announcement this week that I sent to you in a fervor. Yeah. So this announcement is. I mean, you guys, as listeners to Hey Julie, you know, this tickled all the right spots for us. It was announced that Nicole Kidman is going to star in, or she's in talks to star in a biopic about Lucille Ball with, what's his name? Uh, Javier Bardem. Yeah, Sugar (laughs) playing her husband, Ricky. Call it Lucy. (laughs) What's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss, Lucy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, by the way, Shigur is my most hated name of all movie names ever. I Why? hate that name. Because it's so not memorable that I've, bur- I've now burned it into my memory. But it's all about later in the movie when Woody Harrelson comes in and he just keeps calling him Sugar. <laughs> and he's like the scariest motherfucker you've ever seen in a movie. And Woody Harrelson's like, I don't know about this Sugar character. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> um... But, oh, and this movie, people, is going to be directed by none other than (laughs) Hey Julie God, Aaron Sorkin. Demigod. He's a demigod. (laughs) I mean, Aaron Sorkin putting his filthy mitts all over the I Love Lucy story. I am so here for it. I sent it to Brett, and you had a good point, which is that... I had many good points. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Why don't you talk us through (laughs) Okay, so I had many good points. <laughs> you the first do. of which is we've been talking about Nicole a lot. We've been talking about Nicole and Aaron a lot on this 
this show. We've talked about Nicole and Aaron more than we've talked about Julie Chen on this show. That's fine. That's fine. That's what the listeners are here for. Um, you're going to fight with me on this. Aaron Sorkin is not a good director. Sowie, Aaron Sorkin that's, is not. Um, I think that's actually been proven wrong. By... <laughs> by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> by Molly's Game and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Molly's Game is legit. Like, again, listeners are rolling their eyes because they heard this. Molly's Game is legit one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And Trial of the Chicago 7 is fine, but is very much like a Netflix. No. It's like very much a Netflix movie, which is like now turning into like in 1998 when you said TV movie. Like, you're like, oh, Oh, there's a movie coming. Oh, it's a TV movie. It's just like a you know, no. I disagree. Actually, I don't think it's. This. I I totally disagree. I think Netflix movies now oh. are the mid tier '90s movies, like a movie that Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman would be in. Double Jeopardy. That's the, yes, that <laughs> great film, by the way. Uh, but that's not Morgan Freeman. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Um, oh, that's the which was, that's the sort of okay. itch that Netflix is now scratching with their films. It's all these mid range like. Even though Netflix has a huge budget, like movies that weren't that expensive to make that you could just make a lot of and had like B-list actors in. I know Netflix can afford A-list, but that those yeah, are the types Sandy, of movies. Yo. I know they have The Rock. They got it all. So that's that's my that's my first thing, right? Okay. Um so, number two on Sorkin. Sorkin does not understand crypt, scripted comedy production. <laughs> C, colon, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Uh, one of my favorite Twitter accounts was like some comedy writer clearly uh, started that was the main character of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip and how seriously they took comedy and how like just heavy and um intense they were about it <laughs> yeah that show was just and I was like you know coming off West Wing you have 30 Rock and Studio 60 starting at the same the same fall season the I same think, season yeah on NBC the Peacock and mm. I foolishly, that's why I live a pauper's <laughs> existence. I put all my stock in the Studio 60 because I was a big West Wing head, big sure. Whitford stand, all the uh -huh. Whitford, Whitford Hive stand up on TikTok. Yes. You sent me a TikTok the other day about <laughs> Bradley Whitford. Um, but the way he talks, the way he writes about scripted comedy as if it were like the most important thing in the world. And I do believe comedy is very important, but he just hasn't been able to really execute that. The, sh the no, sketches on the show are like cringy and bad. Studio 60 and just the way that people talk about it, it was just it was just bad. How is Sorkin going to write like a Sorkin drama about like the most influential sitcom, one of the three most influential sitcoms of the 20th century? I don't know. I Nothing he's ever done has shown me he's been able to do this. And every time he keeps going close to talking about a television production, whether it's the newsroom or Studio 60 and comedy in the case of Studio 60, it sucks. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> really bad. I remember I'm pretty sure one of 
But like the big sketch on Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip was called Crazy Christians. <laughs> yeah. Like that there was, was the level episode, of parody. There was an episode about, or yeah, like there was a big drama because they did an episode called Crazy Christians. And Sarah Paulson, by the way, if aliens came down to the planet Earth in the year 2020 and forgot about the other stuff, lots yeah. of other stuff going on. Sure, y'all. Sure, y'all are aware. But if they just watched TV for like a month, they would say that Sarah Paulson is clearly the most famous actress in the history of humanity. I know her and and um, Han, Catherine Han. Oh well, I haven't even started on Wandavision yet. We'll talk about that next week, I guess. Yeah, next week because I haven't watched it yet okay. either. But we will be watching. So if you guys want to get ahead of the Hey Julie curve, watch Wandavision. Why am I? I'm not, so Sarah Paulson's like the star of. She's like the. She's like the star of Studio 60, but she's like Christian conservative and she refuses to be in a sketch of uh, called Crazy Christians yes. or she wants to be in this sketch because she thinks it's funny. I, it's so Why are we giving time to this? It's so <laughs> stupid. It's so bad. Well, also, fun fact, I believe that character was based on Sorokin's former flame. Broadway superstar Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, Chen. I think she. Chen think rolls with the Jesus. Chenoweth is, I think she does. Not my Chen. All the Chens. Whether <laughs> <laughs> it's Chen Moonves or Chenoweth, you got a book in a hand and and a song in your heart. Yeah, exactly. About God. Um, well, we're excited. You know, when it comes out, eventually we're going to watch and talk about it. I am not done. Yes, you are. Oh, okay, One more ahead. thing. Nicole Kidman, who we've also talked about a lot, is a queen. We love Nicole Kidman yes, here. we stand. We stand a fucking queen of Australia, nay the world. Yes. I would tell those aliens who were like, oh, Sarah Paulson's clearly and everything. I'd say, wait a minute. Nicole Kidman's our true queen. Uh, yeah. Not great with the American accent. Can we say no. We watched. Yeah, that's our, very what's fair. the name of the show that we watched like a month ago? The, the Undoing. <laughs> Not great on that show. How is she going no. to portray? How is she going to do like a Jamie Fox in Ray esque recreation of one of the most iconic She's, performers of the 20th century? I know. I love her. But she is it doesn't actually seem like it's in her toolbox. She's a good comedic actress. I know the accent is going to be tough, but she's she does comedy in Moulin Rouge. She's funny in Moulin Rouge. Yeah. And. She's actually got a very nice light touch in the not great Bewitched movie where she plays Missed a little that witch. One. Missed that one. She's she's cute. She's really cute in it. Um, she's she's adorable. You know, Nicole. You know, we, we saw her last in the prom doing like a Fosse number, and it was just like, what the oh, hell is yeah. she doing? You didn't even make <laughs> that, it that far into the fucking prom. No, I didn't. I just loved her outfits. Um, well, speaking of Netflix. Should we discuss a TV show that was actually a listener suggestion? Yes, you can discuss okay. it. So we we got um, a, a couple of tweets or a couple of people faving the tweet about Cobra Kai as a show we should both check out. And listen, it's been dry over here in the old Gibson household in terms of new TV shows or content to watch. I'm desperate. I'm so desperate. I actually took this suggestion. <laughs> so, so thank you to whoever I, I forget who recommended, but thank you because I am ready to say here on the podcast, I've watched like 
eight episodes of this show in the past two days. Um, and I, Brett hasn't watched it. Have you said what show say, it is so, yet? Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Sorry. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Which I believe started on YouTube, started as like a YouTube, YouTube Red, show. Red, yeah. Which America, yeah. rightfully so, was like, you know what, Google, we'll tell you everything about ourselves. <laughs> we will literally yeah. type in, and you will just record every thought, every question we have. What is this mm -hmm. rash? What is uh, uh, books about heartbreak? How to cook <laughs> a pesto? <laughs> It will tell you all of our deepest secrets and you'll record it and you'll mm -hmm. sell it to all the advertisers. But we will not pay $9.99 for YouTube. Right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, you know, a lot of that those shows, I think, just died. But Netflix got its grubby little mitts all over Cobra Kai, which is the story of the two main characters, um, not counting Mr. Miyagi, uh, from Karate Kid. The film, the 80s film. So it's the original cast. It's Ralph Macchio. I think that's how you say his name. And the blonde kid, the guy who sweeps the leg. Can okay. I tell you something? Yeah, you probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I've never seen Karate Kid. So that's I've why I don't I've only seen it care. once. I've seen it once, but I've seen enough pop culture references about it to like get it. But no, that's Same. the thing. I don't. I, I'm not a huge Karate Kid fan, and that's why I'm surprised that I actually really enjoyed um, Cobra Kai. Here's what I'll say about it: it's just such an easy show to watch. It's 25 minutes long every episode, so it's really short, and it's got, you got me now. like enough. <laughs> what? I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I like you short. What can I say? And it's just like it's easy. It's not. It's so comfortable. It's just these. The stakes are not high. It's <laughs> these two people who hold onto their grudges from high school. Uh, Ralph Macchio has aged tremendously. He's still very cute, and he's. Plays like just a nice guy character, and then the other character is still a bully, but it's kind of like he's he's a very funny bully. Like I don't like comedies. We've talked about this a lot, but there are a couple of moments where I did laugh out loud, which was shocking to me. I was not expecting to laugh. So, you know, I have to say, I think I'm probably going to end up watching a lot more of it because it's also because it's so easy to watch. It's like, you just have it on the background. So you can like check Twitter while you're watching. You can cook, Fantastic. you can eat. Yeah, it's like, it's not a challenging show. It's not, you know, it doesn't demand your attention to every little detail and there's gonna be some twist. It's just kind of like nice and fun. The performances are cute. Like I enjoyed it. So thank you for the recommendation. Uh, I'm not gonna watch it. I mean, you, you <laughs> sold me on it. But I, I don't know. I just don't. It feels very like Gen X dad cosplay sort of thing where it's like, I feel like I was a little bit too young for the Karate Kid movie. And like, yes, because it was 81, I think. Yeah. So exactly. So people who are like in their 40s now who are like grew up watching that movie are like oh cool it's like i'm the same age as them and they're adults now it's just a little bit of that thing going on and it's just like for a cultural a piece of culture i, I never really connected with or, or cared about and uh people love it as as all my I, negative well, reviews I, boil down to if people yeah, love it people fantastic. love it but I will say there's they did a good a smart thing, which is there's 
the Ralph Macchio character, they, well, both of the characters have kids and they're in high school. So at least they have a little bit of a Gen Z perspective in there, which is nice. It's like the 20, 21 Jump Street yeah. sort of um, uh, tact of like having these kids who, are, who have evolved so much from the 80s, you know, that them looking at people who came of age in the 80s and being like, oh, that is not how we are now. Like now we are actually like very respectful. And uh, well, maybe that's good. well, maybe that's just my fear about not wanting to watch it is like, well, if I watch this, am I officially a dad? Because I'm not a teen. That's for sure. Well, you're still no, you're right. Oh, that is for sure. But you are younger. We are younger than those people. <laughs> I have the TikTok not... account. I could be a TikTok team, but I'm really a I'm really a Twitter dad. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet me, Daddy. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Oh, well, that's not what she. She wasn't saying "eat me, daddy." She was saying "tweet me, daddy." Tweet me. <laughs> Wait, we missed one other like celebrity TV show announcement. Sorry, I jumped the gun. Oh, okay. And that is that is Sex in the City is coming back. Are you so excited? Uh, I've seen a couple episodes of it, and it's been uh, charming every time I watched it. What have you? Are it's you a, a Sex in the City? person now as as a young as a formerly you're still very young formerly young. but as a person who used to be younger as yes. we all were and lived in oh, new yes. york city how, were you a big fan were you like no that's not my shit i'm girls life I'm huge marnie fan. for life no <laughs> I, I mean i liked girls but no i love sex in the city i think it's so good i think it's like Aged actually pretty well. A lot of people think it aged horribly. Some aspects did, but I think it's like such a great um, show about dating and living in New York. Uh, I love it. So I didn't love the movies. I wish we could just erase both movies. I thought were flops. And the interesting thing is the one of the most important characters, Samantha, is not coming back because Kim Cattrall, Canadian hated working on this show <laughs> and working with these people. I think she and Sarah Jessica Parker like hate each other. It's funny because um, she seemed like the one who is having the most fun on I the know. show. She was chewing it up. She's she so got the good. best stuff to do. Yeah. Like everyone else was a part. drip on that show. Or at least the, the non-Samantha <laughs> characters. Charlotte and whatever her the Carrie. Name. No. Who, oh, who's Miranda. Miranda, they just seem like drips. I, I, I didn't enjoy spending time with them. <laughs> well, they they all have aspects that I relate to in different ways. So that, you know, we all the, could, the show really worked for well, me. Well, I mean, what would you say right now? Which, which are you? Uh, Who am I? Yeah, are you a Charlotte? Are you Carrie? What's up? I think every, well, I started out as a Charlotte, but now I think I've grown into a Miranda. Oh, cap <laughs> slay the capitalist queen. I've definitely, I've never Communist been a... queen, Charlotte, or whatever her name is. I keep forgetting her name, Charlotte. Miranda, Miranda. Miranda, and you're speaking in real life because <laughs> Cynthia Nixon in real life ran for uh, governor of New York. As a socialist, did not win. <laughs> she, she didn't win, but she did sort of like, she posed a very amusing threat she to Cuomo. She challenged Cuomo from the left, pushed him left. Yeah. 
Exactly. And it, I watched, uh, this really takes me back to like pre COVID times. Cause I went to a packed bar in Bushwick to watch their one and only debate, you know, filled to the brim with Cuomo haters. We were all drinking and, you know, cheering at the screen when she made a point and booing whenever he'd make a point. And what a good time that was only in New York. <laughs> So I've only seen a handful of episodes and every episode I liked, I, I, every episode I saw, I really enjoyed. I just don't really think much about it. Probably not going to probably not going to watch the adventures of like 55 year old Carrie Bradshaw. I will. Sorry, because I've always been now like I should go back and rewatch now because now I'm I'm 32. So I'm the age that I think they all are when they start the show. Oh, they're in their 30s. So, yeah, that's the whole thing is they're in their 30s. They are old, past old, old <laughs> hags. <laughs> yeah, they're past the usual, like especially at the time, Expo usual date. sort of yeah. date, yeah, of getting married and having kids. They're all past that. I will share some personal connection to wow. Sex in the City. Uh, <laughs> so, very close friend of mine uh, went to Las Vegas. Viva Rock Vegas, if you will. Viva. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he won seven figures on a uh. Sex in the City themed slot machine. Oh, and my God. I don't know God. if you've ever been to, uh, played on a Sex in the City themed slot machine, either in Atlantic City or I've Vegas or whatever. And you pick your, you have to pick a character. Like they, they turned slot machines into like, just full on extra sensory experiences yeah. and you pick a character and there's all these sound effects and lights and stuff. So anyways, uh, I wasn't there with him in Vegas when this happened, but now whenever we see a sex in the city slot machine, we got to throw some coinage in there. And I've had, what quite do you do with all time. that money? I mean, my, he's not <laughs> listening. My, my friend has never really been in one, uh, to ever be really employed though he is now but yeah. you know came out of time in his life wasn't really employed it was just like just sort of someone who just rolls with the punches and good and good yeah. luck is showered on him and all of a sudden you know a few years of a few years of salary you know for yeah. a normal person like you or me just showered on him oh and uh good for him good for him he was playing Did as as uh miranda the communist queen. Did he have to pay taxes on yeah. it? Do you have to pay taxes yeah. on winnings? Yeah. How much? 50%? Yeah, I think it's like 40 or something like that. But yeah. <gasps> Uncle Sam. Still, I'd take it. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> anyway, so I love wow. to play a Sex in the City slot machine. Wow. And that is a very true personal connection to Miranda. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> stealing from the poor and giving it to one out of every four million poors. Yeah, I I can't. Were you there when he won? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't in Vegas with him. I got a call like like ten minutes later. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! If I ever went in Vegas, I'm definitely calling you uh, among the first people yes. because you are just Mister Vegas. Yeah, I'm. I'm like Dean Martin and Sammy Davis yeah. Jr. <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna watch it, so I'll fill you in on Sex in the City once it's back. Can I can I uh, bring it back to Netflix? Please do. You recommended a show to me the other day. It's mm. a seven part mini series, docu series, conversation series. It's really a podcast. 
Yeah, that is true. It's not a lot of shots. What's it called? A lot of like using the same shots. Yeah. Well, it's called <laughs> pretend it's a city. Pretend it's a city. It's Fran Lebowitz and yeah. our boy uh, Marty Scorsese just chopping it up at uh, probably like an Chop Upper cheese. West Side sort of uh, bar. It's actually the National Arts Club. Uh, in Gramercy Park. Oh, which is crazy because Marty says in the show that he doesn't go beneath 57th Street, but I guess if he's working, he'll but, go. Yeah, he also says never let anyone film in your car or your apartment. So he probably didn't want to mess up any of his favorite places. He knows. He knows. Go to that trash heap, the National Arts he Club He made the downtown. movie where Jonah Hill like jerks <laughs> off. <laughs> Like, <laughs> doing quaaludes, he knows. <laughs> um, if viewers aren't familiar with Annie, that's with Fran. Annie, uh, Fran. <laughs> I want to bring Franny. it back to Annie. Okay. The other Leibowitz, the other queen of Leibowitz. Leibowitz of New York. <laughs> Franny Leibowitz is essentially a old crank. I mean, that's all there is to it. She is so wonderful, so fabulous. She's just like very grumpy. She doesn't like anything. She has a great sense of um, opinion. She's just very opinionated and um, very She's an very intellectual. She's, she's so New York. She's a New York intellectual. And uh, yeah. yeah. I disagree with her on so much, <laughs> but I still love to hear her talk about it. And I think that's the mark of a really good, um, obviously a really good conversationalist because Marty Scorsese, just giggles at everything she says. They are clearly such good friends. And he just like gets such a kick out of her. He's tickled pink whenever he's around her. She's like this tiny, tiny woman with like big brown curly hair and, a, and her signature bob. And she only wears a very boot cut jean with boots she's usually wearing and a cowboy blazer. boots. Yep. <laughs> and a perfectly tailored white shirt. And that's like her uniform. It looks it looks awesome. And great coats, great gloves, maybe a little scarf. And she just goes around New York with a scowl on her face. She hates everyone. She hates everything about modern living. Um, and it's very amusing. Yeah, so I, I'd never even really heard of this. And I watched the first two episodes last night. And I loved it. It was great. Yeah. It was great. And <laughs> as uh, someone with a lot of curmudgeonly old, curmudgeonly old Jews in my family, there was a lot of from New York. You know, I I definitely watched. And I was like, man, you don't even fucking believe this. You're just saying this shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think so too. Sometimes she gets a look on her face where I'm like, she knows this will get a reaction. Yeah, that, she's not even saying. It's sort of like what I she, do sometimes too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, it it's was fun to just stir the pot. It was really great. There's a lot, you know. It's kind of weirdly cut. It's like a conversation with them at the whatever club that you you said. A lot of just um, footage from some of these Q and A's that I guess they do together. They just go to like the IFC center and just are like, hey. It's us. Come watch me talk. People yeah. will pay $75 to just show up and just yes. give us two chairs I mean, that's and a all bottle she of water. Now. Yeah. Because she started as a writer and now I think she just does talks. But there's so much great archival footage of New York in the 70s and, and stuff. And maybe you and I are biased because we lived in New York, but I really get a massive kick out of watching sort of history of New York stuff, even, you know, more recent modern history of New York. For sure. And uh, it's yeah. definitely like there's, 
there's a healthy amount of boomerism involved, like, (laughs) because that's what Marty and Fran are. But, um, but it is just fun to watch two people who are obviously obsessed with New York City, who lived in New York City since, I don't know, probably before the 70s. I forget. Yeah, I mean. They probably moved there. Like right before the seventies, I'm guessing. Yeah. So or maybe Marty's from there originally, but so, she moved there. So Fran Fran is seventy and uh Marty is seventy-eight. Uh but oh Fran's also from New Jersey. So it's not like you're from New York. Like even if you only lived in New York for Yeah, city, but you know. she's a big, you know, it's all about the city. It's all about moving to the city. So yeah, no, I, I highly recommend this. It's I mean also a very easy watch. Uh, you yes. can look at your phone if you want because it's essentially just like a hyper edited podcast. Listening. There is great yeah. archive again, as I say, there's there's a lot of great archival footage of New York in the 70s that you might not want to not be looking at your phone for stuff that I hadn't really seen before. But uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I will say when I first moved to New York City, 2009, lots of you kids. We're but we're we're just zygotes at the time. <laughs> uh, my first, not my first actual job because I needed to actually pay the bills, but I got an internship at Martin Scorsese's production company, oh, yeah. and I worked on two pieces. I worked on two documentaries that he was directing: the Annie Leibovitz documentary, not Fran Leibovitz. And the oh George God. Harrison documentary, which he was sort of making both simul, directing both simultaneously, and uh, I've been in, I've been to his office. I've stood in his office. He was never there, by the way. He was probably making like the the silence or whatever that movie is, where yeah. like Adam Driver is Shutter like a, Island. <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver is like a missionary in Japan or something. Uh, I never actually met him IRL, but I kind of worked for a few months like at that company and it was really cool like cool office obviously like a a massive love of old film the all the walls were these massive pretty much ceiling to floor posters of old movies uh and it was cool i mean i was very young and i really (laughs) did not know what the hell i wanted to do with my life and i'm a good intern because i'm just like a good worker wherever i go I did whatever is asked of me and I do it well. But like when it came right. to the end of the internship, they were kind of like the producers who I was working for were kind of like, all right, like, what do you want to do? Like, you know, do you want to, <laughs> can we help you? You know, the same way, like when you do like an, like a entertainment industry intern, internship, but really an internship, part of it is like making the connections to help get that next position for you. And I was like, I, right. I didn't really know. And it kind of just fizzled out and turned into nothing. Cause I was just like a scared person who didn't really know what the hell I wanted to do with my life. How are you supposed to know, you know? No, I didn't. But I had a cool experience. I stood in the Mm -hmm. man's office. I helped. Where was it? 57th Street. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, kind of Midtown 57th Street-ish. And um, though the office I worked in was like a separate office that they had like just leased a couple blocks away just for the documentary stuff. Like his office was, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I don't really have much to add. There was no story here. There wasn't like he pulled no, me, Marty pulled me into his ha- office and said, kid, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Give me some quaaludes. 
Here's a scuba tank and a, and a flashlight. I threw it under the East River. <laughs> you had a personal connection to Miranda. You've got a personal connection to Marty Scorsese. It's really six degrees of Brett, really, hey, is what yeah. the game should be called. Absolutely. Or seven degrees. Um, well, there's just one last thing I watched to touch on this week. And, then, and that's a little movie that I promised I wouldn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> called soul and i reason i watched it is because i thought well i thought we'd have to pay for it but it's on disney plus so we have it for free so i said okay why oh, not you said something about oh, i'm not paying 30 bucks for this and i'm like oh man yeah. man canada got the, the shit version of disney plus <laughs> where you gotta subscribe and pay for it i just thought it was like a canadian no. rights like a actual no it like is free film rights thing on disney plus oh yeah i'm aware yeah, I so just, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, if it's free, I'll, I'll watch it, sure, why not? I thought it was very good. It's very Pixar, you know, it's 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 nice. <laughs> it's just like, all of their movies are just kind of nice. Does John Ratzenberger play, like, Hades, the devil? He's in it. I'm He's sure in it, he but is. I forget... I forget what he is. All of the voices are good. I have like one thing I do appreciate about Pixar movies is I usually have to go look at look it up. Like they're not playing to the celebrity's usual voice, so it's fun to go see who's who. Yeah, and um, that's fun. Or so. they get just like more interesting, more yeah, like character. Like they get Lewis Black to do something. Whereas like if this was like a DreamWorks Sony Minions sort of thing, it's like. Oh, it'd be James have, Corden. Yeah, it'd be James Corden or fucking like <laughs> Selena Gomez. Cause it's like, well, nine-year-olds yeah. know who Selena Gomez is and they don't know who Louis yeah. Black is. And it's like, well, Louis Black fits the character of the chemical ideal of anger, like the, the theoretical <laughs> yeah. idea of anger, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good voice casting. So I liked it. I didn't find it sad at all. I didn't. I was not moved to te like it was not sad at all. It's just kind of nice, actually. I just get really and fucked I, I up by death stuff, and it's just like this one's like a guy oh, but it's not, dies. He does die, but it's not. Um, it's not traumatic in any way. Whereas, like in Toy Story, I feel like those movies really drag the deaths out. <laughs> not that they actually die any of those toys, but like the danger aspect, or like. Well, the end aspect. I'm not fucked up by the trauma of like being incinerated. It doesn't sound nice, but I'm <laughs> fucked up by the like existential idea of no of ceasing to exist. And that's what well, it I seems like that, was... that fucking movie's about. No, I think it's much more potent in Toy Stories movies. Oh. Uh, I, I don't find it, it's not about that. It's not about dying. It's about how you live. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's it. I, I thought it was good. It's not, you know, n none of these movies changed my life, but it was good. I'll check it out. I'll check it out eventually because I do like those movies. I just, I'm in a, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a weird spot. Aren't we all? I know. Listen, well, that's why I'm saying if you need just something light and breezy, Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for all I've watched. I haven't watched anything else. I think I, we, I think, we, I well, think we, we touched on everything that we wanted to today. Yeah. So thank you so much for your uh, recommendations, guys. I, I'm sorry I don't have the exact username of who recommended it, but thank you. And send us more. And as we mentioned, we're definitely both going to be watching WandaVision. I'm just a sucker. What can I say for it looks a little creepy, doesn't it? Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I'm going to check it out. I know a bit about it. Um, it's going to, you know, it's going to be like a mind bendy sort of thing that plays around with the format of, of television in itself and the, yeah. and the history of a sort of television. It was Jack Hammer, by the way, who suggested Cobra Kai. Thank you, Jack Hammer. And I'm just a sucker for an Olsen. I love the Olsons. All of them. They're wonderful. Um, Mary Kate got divorced. You'll be happy to hear. So there Army, you. Army Hammer is available. <laughs> Stay away I think from I her. do prefer Mary Kate. She's the one who smiles more or less. No, she actually does not. She I is forgot. the more she she is the more witchy of the two, I would say. I remember I used to actually have an opinion. And I mm. forgot if I liked the one who smiled more or the one who never smiled. I like them both equally. You know, if they need help, just blink twice, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they no, you know what? They're good. I think they're like, they're the truly, the Olsen twins have done everything right so so far as like what you can as a former child actor, which is they made a ton of money and you never hear about them except for like a big thing, like a divorce proceeding that yeah. was on Zoom. But like, they don't have social media. They're not trying to work on any like, you know, fame hoary projects. They're just doing their little, fa their fashion thing and enjoying their money, which is what you should be doing. Just, just imagine relax. going through the last decade without social media. Do you <laughs> yeah. think they have burners? Do you think they have burner accounts on Twitter? I think, I don't think they have Twitter accounts. I think they have Instagrams. How, what do you, how do you consume the world? I think they have Insta private Instagram accounts and maybe private, they probably have old private Facebook accounts. Is there like, is there an app for celebs that we don't know about? <laughs> no, because okay. it's not, you can't make any money off of it. Yeah. You don't make money from the celebs. You make money for the plebs. No. From the plebs. Well, you make money for it because it's subscription. You pay, you know, thousand bucks a month and you get private celeb Facebook. Maybe. I mean, I guess if it isn't a thing, hey, investors, <laughs> the Hey Julie app <laughs> for celebrities. It's like only. Raya, but not a dating site. Yeah, totally. It's just celebrities and the news they want to read. Yeah. We'll see. Guys, thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening. Thank you for sending in your suggestions and um, always add us at Hey Julie on Twitter. And thank you. Also, special shout out to all of you who started following me on TikTok. Oh, yeah. We got a bunch. We got a bunch. Why weren't you advertising your TikTok username months ago? I know. It's a fertile um, ground. I, I love TikTok. So I am so excited for what's going on over there. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie's. <laughs>